On this edition of the Pigpen Podcast, the Redskins schedule is released. A couple big games, so we're going to focus on a few and talk about the pros and the cons of the schedule. And in perfect timing, Matt Ioannidis signs a new contract, three years, $21 million, just shy of 22. That literally happened about 40 minutes ago. So we're going to break down what this means for the future of the Redskins defensive line and the defense as a whole. It seems like the team's finally putting an emphasis on defense. Plus, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the no suspension for Ruben Foster. I haven't talked about that, so we'll touch on that briefly. So we're going to roll the music and let's get on into it. This is the Pigpen Podcast. I am your host, Denton Day, at Denton underscore Day on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. It's been about a week or so. Some slow Redskins news the past week, but some big news today. The schedule has dropped. Matt Ioannidis signs a new deal, and Reuben Foster is going to play for the Redskins this year. But first, if this is your first time listening, either on Apple, Spotify, Spotify, or wherever, really, you can get your, your podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Hogshaven podcast feed. Become a member on the website, hogshaven.com, and interact with us there. I know a lot of us are always on the site interacting with people, so be sure to join uh, and become a member of the site if you're not already. Subscribe and rate us on Apple. Uh, so we're going to start with the Matt Ioannidis contract because I feel like that's the the biggest news uh, to come, and then we'll jump into the schedule stuff. So Matt Ioannidis signs a three-year, $21.75 million extension uh, to remain here in Washington. I'm a huge fan, a huge, huge fan of this move for a couple reasons. First and foremost, I think this is the team really taking a, a positive step forward and emphasizing defense. Defense, defense, defense. This league has become an offensive-driven league, but the way to stop an offensive-driven league is to play better defense. It's not to try and catch up with the offense, because let's be honest, the Redskins offense isn't going to catch up with some of the high-powered offenses any time in the near future, but they can stop them on defense. And I think adding or keeping Matt Ioannidis for the long term is a great move uh, in that direction. So in 2018, seven and a half sacks for Matt Ioannidis, a forced fumble, and 23 solo tackles. Keeping him, in theory, is going to keep the trio of Payne, Allen, Ioannidis, all together. So the Alabama boys and Matty Ice. I don't know if we have a real nickname for those three yet. If we do, let me know on Twitter at Denton underscore day or just in the comments here on Hogshaven. Um, But keeping those three guys together is going to be crucial for this defense moving forward because very quietly, the Redskins are seeming to build a very nice defense especially on the front seven. That's really where all great defenses start. We've seen in the past, really in the past few Super Bowls, defense is is what's going to win you championships. It's not just the the catchy saying that your, your coach will tell you in high school to, to make you try better on defense, but defense will win you championships. And there's a reason that the guys that are getting after the quarterback are just as highly paid as the guys who are actually playing quarterback. And it's because they're just as important. So obviously Matt Ionice isn't going to get quarterback money, but three years for $21 million, that's uh, roughly a little over $7 million a year. That's a pretty good price for him moving forward. I think he's well worth that price. The Redskins obviously think he's well worth that price. And if you've watched any of the Redskins games last year, the year before, you would realize how big of an impact he has when he's healthy. So keeping him around uh, for the next three years is going to be a huge move. And I really do think the Redskins defense is going to surprise some people this year. If they stay healthy, they're going to be very, very 
good. I, I, okay, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to be top 10, but they're going to be a lot better than people think they're going to be. And I think that's a big plus for the Redskins moving forward, especially for a team that doesn't have a whole lot of certainty at the quarterback position, which has become very important in today's game because it's quarterback-driven league. Also on the defensive side, before we get into the schedule a little bit here, Ruben Foster, it was announced uh, last week, he's not going to face any suspension for the, the number of things that are going on in the life of Ruben Foster. He has, he has a couple things that he probably could have maybe been suspended for, but he's not going to be suspended. He's going to get fined two game checks, uh, but I don't really care about what he gets fined. As long as he's on the field, that's all I really care about. So Ruben Foster is going to be good to go. And that kind of adds to the point where the Redskins defense could surprise some people this year, because although Ruben Foster might not be the greatest human being in the world, at least from what we know on the outside, looking at some of these reports, and I'm never going to back him as a person in that regard, but he's a pretty good. He's a pretty damn good football player. And for a guy that I want to play football for my team, I'm kind of okay with that. So I'm, I'm ready to see him get into it, get into get in some action and see what he can do for this Redskins defense. Like I said, never really going to back him as a person till we actually see real change in his life. But for God's here to play football, he now gets to play football and he gets to join a defense that I said is probably going to surprise a lot of people. So I think it's a big plus for the Redskins from a football perspective that Ruben Foster is good to go. I don't think the organization deserves any credit for getting this one right. I really do think this is a big stroke of luck for the Redskins organization and for Bruce Allen for making what at the time was probably a boneheaded move. It just happened to pay off in the long run. So I'm excited to see what Ruben Foster can do uh, for the Redskins this year. But like I said, we are still not going to back Reuben Foster as a person until we see actual change and him uh, go out of his way to make the community around him better and more aware of the issues and, and struggles that he has had to deal with. But excited to see him uh, play some football. All right. So we will now transition into the schedule portion of the podcast. This will be a little bit of a shorter podcast today, but a couple couple really important games. So I'm. I guess we'll just kind of run through the schedule uh, really quickly here. So we start at Philadelphia. Our home opener is this following week, um, September 15th, a Sunday against Dallas. Then we have our first of our two primetime games in week three against Chicago at home for Monday Night Football. Then we travel to New York. We're at home for New England in week five. Then we travel to Miami in week six. Then we host San Francisco week seven. We travel to Minnesota for week eight. Get to see Kirk Cousins in primetime. That's a Thursday night game. That's the second of our two primetime games. Buffalo, week nine, we have a bye in week 10. Week 11, we are going to take on the Jets, see Jamison Crowder. Uh, the next week will be at home against Detroit again, um, and then two road games against Carolina, and then at Green Bay in December, which is going to suck. I feel so bad for anyone who's going to be at that game for the Redskins. I know a couple people, Chris uh, Chris Thompson was tweeting about that a little bit. He's not, he's not too ecstatic to go play in Green Bay in December, and I don't think anyone can blame him, but uh, we're going to go take on the Packers there. We'll see Preston. Preston Smith there, and then we finish with three uh, three divisional games, two of them uh, at home, and then we finish on the road against Dallas. So Philly, uh, week 15, New York, week 16, and then we finish with Dallas at week 17. Okay, so there's some pros and there's some cons, and we're going to kind of break down some of the big games. I guess, you know, we're going to start with the probably the game that's going to be circled on a lot of fans' calendars, and that's going to be week eight, traveling to Minnesota Thursday night against Kirk Cousins. This is going to be this is going to be a big game. I mean, I think this is going to get a lot of media attention uh, to an extent because it is on a Thursday, so people are going to be kind of keyed in on this. It is a national primetime game, which I think could benefit the Redskins because we know 
the history of Kirk Cousins' performance in primetime. Although in a weird swing of luck, it could just benefit Kirk Cousins to be playing against his old team and just absolutely annihilate them and kind of ditch the primetime struggles. I would certainly hope that wouldn't be the case on this week, but that is certainly uh, possible, and it would just be the most Redskins way to handle that because the Redskins, with or without Kirk Cousins, haven't exactly played great on primetime themselves. So we're going to take them on Thursday, uh, October 24th. It's going to be at Minnesota. This is going to be a fun one because the defense, like I said, with the Redskins, I think it's going to be a lot better. Minnesota's offensive line wasn't great last year, and I've, obviously I can't sit here and predict how good their offensive line is going to be at week eight of the of this upcoming year in October. That's like six months away. But I think this could be a game where the Redskins defensive line could get very friendly with Kirk Cousins. And that's something that I would be all for. I do think Kirk Cousins is going to throw a couple interceptions that game. Uh, It would be a very big buzz kill. uh, And obviously, you never want anyone to get injured. But it would be a big buzz kill to get to this week and have Kirk Cousins get hurt like the week before or get hurt in the first quarter. That would kind of suck because I know this game is prime time because of the, the Kirk Cousins Redskins reunion. That, that is the entire reason that this game is going to be on a Thursday night because really, realistically, there's no other reason that they should put this game in primetime. Minnesota is probably going to be good. I think they're going to be a playoff team, but I don't know how good the Redskins are going to be at this point, especially given the fact that we don't know what we're doing at quarterback, which is something we have stressed literally this entire offseason here on this podcast and on really all of the podcasts on Hogshaven because we just don't know what the Redskins are doing at the quarterback position. So the Kirk Cousins return is going to be the key one. Uh, Some other pros and some cons. Um, Let's start with the cons first. We'll, we'll, We'll get the bad ones out of the way. We have a very tough first five games. At Philadelphia versus Dallas versus Chicago at New York and then versus New England. So obviously with New England, they're the Super Bowl champs. And we're patiently awaiting the day that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick kind of fall from the sky a little bit and fall from grace and actually start to suck. That day hasn't come yet. And I just have a feeling that that day is not going to to come on week five of this year for whatever reason it might be. Uh, The Chicago game is going to be rough. That defense is good. Now, very rarely do teams that have very great defenses one year still have sensational defenses the next year. It's kind of a wave, if you will, and usually that wave breaks after a really good year. But the defense is still going to be good. It's certainly not going to tail off into the 30th ranked defense. It's going to be a good defense. I think the Redskins could surprise Chicago. If we're being honest, I think Trubisky kind of is overrated. And I think the Redskins could get to him there, but that's going to be a tough game. And then I really, I'm not a huge fan of the first three of the first four games for the Redskins being against divisional opponents. I, for whatever reason, this does happen a little bit, but I don't think the Redskins perform great against divisional opponents in the opening weeks of the season. Now you can make an argument, well, they don't perform great uh, in recent years against divisional opponents ever. And that that is fair. There is some, some backing to that argument, but especially in the first few weeks, it seems like they really underperform against divisional opponents. And that could be uh, because of Jay Gruden, his inability to kind of get people going. Uh, that, that could just be because the division has been decent. Uh, in the past. But for whatever reason, they don't play great. So traveling to Philly is going to be uh, a bit of a struggle. I do think we could surprise Dallas. I'm not a huge believer in what the Cowboys do. The Demarcus Lawrence uh, contract was good for them. New York, as of this point, is a game that we probably should win. New York should probably be the worst team in the division this year. Now, this is, again, this is before the draft. So I don't know how the draft is going to play out. But it's sitting uh, at April 18th, a day after the schedule has released, 
New York should be the worst team in the division. I think we have more talent than them on both sides of the football, so we should beat them. Dallas and Philly are going to be a little bit of a different story. Uh, this is going to be uh, in week one. Carson Wentz's his first game in a very long time. We know that they hit, they had the that article that kind of circulated early in the offseason about maybe people liked Nick Foles in the organization more than Carson Wentz and yada, yada, yada. So that's going to be a game that Carson Wentz could just kind of put those arguments to bed, which is not something that I want. I just really don't like the idea of going to Philly to open the season. That's a, that, that kind of sucks. And then uh, Dallas coming here. So the Dallas game is technically a home game. But, I mean, we kind of know how the, how the fan situation works at FedEx Field. That one could be a neutral site or an away game in Maryland. That's depending on how uh, the tickets uh, go there. So the first five games are going to be tough. And then uh, the, the first f- three, the first four being divisional games. And then finishing with three consecutive divisional games. I'm not a fan of the clusters of divisional games. I kind of like it when it's more spread out. Like if we were to pr- play New York on like week nine or something like flip that with Buffalo or something. I like the more spread out divisional games because the divisional games do come with a little bit of extra intensity. And sometimes towards the end of the season, three back to back in incredibly intense games does not, does not bode well uh, for the Redskins or it has an ability to not bode well for the Redskins. So I'm not a fan of the division clusters, uh, only two primetime games. I'm not surprised by that, to be honest. Uh, obviously, like I said, the Minnesota game is going to be primetime because of the reunion with Kirk Cousins. Um, taking on Chicago on Monday Night Football, I think the Redskins generally get at least one Monday night game a year. That's as it should be, really. Uh, but no Thanksgiving game this year, which I think is a benefit. Uh, one, because we can kind of relax a little bit more on Thanksgiving this year. But no Thanksgiving game, so I think that's really cool. And then playing in Green Bay in December, that's going to suck. Playing in Buffalo in November, I would assume that's also not going to be the greatest environment. I've never really been to Buffalo, so I don't really know what their weather is like in November. But if I just had to guess, uh, um, a city that's so north and that tends to have snow in like June, something, not maybe not June, but like October, that November game is probably going to be freezing. Um, so that, that two away games at two very cold places, probably not the best, but there are some pros. There are some pros to this, to this schedule. I like the week 10 buy right off the bat. I like the later buy. The Redskins have kind of gotten shafted the past few years with the early bye weeks, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. What our bye week was like the first bye week last week. What was it week five or something? That's a ridiculous bye week. That's a ridiculous bye week. I think the prime bye week would be between week probably eight or nine, but I'll take 10. Like I can live with a bye week at week 10. And then right after that, we play the Jets, which will be the return of Jamison Crowder. So we'll get to see him. I like the bye week placement there. And we really don't have a stretch of uh, tough road games consecutively. We have one stretch of back-to-back road games. And that's kind of it. So there is a nice little balance of home versus away. So the team isn't consistently on the road for three to four weeks, which has happened before. And it sucks. Like, it's absolutely terrible. So having only one stretch of back-to-back road games, or two stretches, I guess you'd say, back-to-back road games. But one of them is an elongated break because it's at Minnesota and then at Buffalo that next week. So we only have two stretches of back-to-back road games. I like that. I think that bodes well for us. And then right after one of those stretches, we go on a bye week. So I like that. And then we have two home games immediately following the bye. 
So th- those are big pros. And we know that Jay Gruden has the history of maybe not doing the best job in the world to prepare the team right after a bye week. But I think being at home for the next two weeks is going to be a big, a big positive factor for the Redskins in that regard. They'll be in front of the home crowd. They don't have to do a lot of traveling, so they can spend some time with their family leading up to that week. I think it'll put the team in a better mindset going into week 11 and week 12. Okay, so a very, very, we'll, we'll kind of do this very, very way too early pre-draft prediction on how many wins we think the Redskins can have. I'm not saying they're going to the playoffs. At this point in time, I think anyone predicting they're going to be the playoffs, I like your optimism. I'm not going to be that optimistic. I think we drop week one against Philly. I do think we could surprise Dallas. So I'm going to mark the first Dallas game. I'm going to mark that as a win. I think we drop week one to Philly. I think we win against Dallas because I think we we played good against Dallas early. And I think we're going to get to Dak Prescott a lot. I really do. I'm not a I, I think with our with our defensive line, I think we're gonna get to Dak Prescott. So Philly's in L. Dallas is the win. Probably gonna drop to Chicago. Despite the fact that we don't have Kirk Cousins, that doesn't heal our primetime struggles. We don't play well in primetime, so we're gonna lose to Chicago. Uh, we're gonna beat New York. I'm gonna go out and say we're gonna beat New York twice this year. I don't think they're very good. I think their organization is a complete train wreck. Saquon Barkley is awesome, but if he's the only thing that's really going to be a danger to us, just focus on stopping him, make someone else beat you. So I think we take both games against New York. So through the first four weeks, I think the Redskins could realistically sit at two and two. Now comes the New England game, and I think, there we go, we have a losing record again, and I think we dropped to New England. Miami is another interesting one. I think we can beat the Dolphins. I really do. I don't think the Dolphins... um, They're not really in a good spot right now. Even if they draft a good rookie quarterback, I don't think they're in a very good spot right now. So I think we beat the Dolphins. So through six weeks, three and three is probably a pretty good spot the Redskins could sit at. San Francisco, I don't really know a whole lot about. I feel like if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy for San Francisco, they could be very, very good. If he's not healthy, as we saw last year, they kind of suck. So this is going to be, this is only going to depend on the health of Jimmy Garoppolo. I find it very hard to imagine that he is going to be out in in a major injury uh, form for two years in a row. So I'm going to think Jimmy Garoppolo plays, and I think San Francisco edges us out a little bit in that game. The Minnesota game, I'm really like, this is a coin flip. This truly is a coin flip. Either we're going to be really amped up to play Kirk Cousins, or Kirk Cousins is going to absolutely torch us and for at least one week ditch the, the idea that he can't play in prime time. And I unfortunately... I kind of think that one is more realistic than us going into Minnesota and beating Minnesota on short rest. So I'm going to say that the Vikings beat us in week eight. Buffalo, that's a win. Nope. If we get torched by Josh Allen, uh, mark your calendars for for that week because if we get torched by Josh Allen, I'm coming on to this podcast and I'm going to be pissed as hell. We are not losing to Josh Allen. Uh, the bye week is the bye week. I'm going to say that we beat the Jets. Sam Darnold likes to turn the ball over a lot. I'm going to say that we beat the Jets. Detroit, I, I, I'm i predicting this now. Detroit is going to be a game that we look back at at the end of the season and think, you know what, we definitely should have won that game, but we didn't. There's going to be some sort of mistake down the stretch, and I think we're going to lose to Detroit. I don't know if Cam Newton is going to play for Carolina this year. I really don't. And that's a huge factor into this as well. There's a lot of quarterback questions for some of these games. If Cam Newton plays... The Panthers probably get the better of us. If Cam Newton does not play, we get the better of them. 
Now, he is, Cam Newton has had a, a whirlwind of an offseason. And from all accounts, as of this point right now, which is, again, April 18th, prior to the draft, I think Cam Newton is going to play in this game. So I think that the Carolina Panthers are going to get the better of us there. At Green Bay in December, the Green Bay situation is going to be something something weird. Uh, we get the return of Preston Smith. He could have a very big game. I think Green Bay is going to be good this year, but I also don't really know. Aaron Rodgers is probably the best quarterback in terms of talent that is currently playing, but he's also not exactly the best teammate in the world. There could be a whole lot of issues with Green Bay. So I'm going to say that we steal a win from Green Bay in their home in their home stadium in December. It's going to be a low-scoring game, but I'm going to say that the Redskins steal a win from Green Bay there. I think we drop uh, the home game to Philly because I think Philly is probably going to uh, win the division this year, and I think we drop the final game against Dallas. Like I said, I think we beat New York twice this year, uh, so I think we drop the final game against Dallas. So that gives us seven wins, and I think seven and nine is probably a good spot at this point. Like I said, Draft hasn't happened yet. Things could get very different if we do draft a big quarterback or if some big move is made on draft day. But right now, I think seven wins on this schedule is realistic. It's not going to be a playoff team, and I think we're kind of all aware of that because we don't have that quarterback. But seven wins on this schedule, and like I said, there are going to be a couple games like I'm envisioning the Detroit game ends and maybe maybe the Carolina game and maybe the Green Bay game, but maybe this time the Green Bay game will be in our favor. But I think there's going to be a couple games that it really does come down to the wire, and it's either uh, we make a mistake or they make a mistake, and then we kind of live with the result of that. Uh, so I think 7-9 and nine is a good spot for the Redskins to be, and I think it's a realistic spot given the schedule. Uh, six to seven wins seems like the good uh, total as of this point. If you agree with me, let me know on Twitter at Denton underscore day. If you disagree with me, let me know on Twitter at Denton underscore day or in the comments down below here on Hogs Haven. That's going to kind of wrap it up uh, for this week. We got the draft coming up next week. It really, the draft is here, people. The draft is here. So hopefully the Redskins are going to make some sort of, of big move uh, of some sort um, on draft day. Hopefully. Is it Rosen? I don't really know, but hopefully maybe Dwayne Haskins slides. I'm all for Dwayne Haskins sliding down, by the way. If he's there at 15, I think you got to take him at 15. Uh, so we'll talk about the draft stuff next week after all of that. Uh, the dust has settled and all of that um, is set. So I'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back in a week or so.